When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shout out to Patty LaBelle, honey. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my Talk 1071 and live streaming around the universe at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Jason Matheson. Alexis is off today. Please join me in welcoming Don McLean, everybody. Oh, good morning, Fluffy. And good morning, buddy. Mm. And good morning, Rob. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> good morning to all of you on this Monday, November 18th, 2019. 6.03 is the time. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to a brand new week. Welcome to almost Thanksgiving. Uh, Got to talk about that. Welcome to Mickey Mouse's birthday. Welcome to National Princess Day. And welcome to your very first sip of delicious coffee. This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. coffee, coffee, coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. New week, new opportunity for beverages. Don McLean, <laughs> yeah. uh, how is your beverage? Well, it's decaf. It's the company swill, but when you put good cream in it, anything Dang. can taste good, right? Even the company swill. Yes, yeah. yes. Donna Valentine's cream that we're sharing. My, I'm up next <sighs> to buy the, the next round, so I need to make a note to myself to do that today because I almost used it all. Donna Valentine's cream, America's <laughs> favorite cream. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> Brother Rob, how, what, what are you drinking this morning? Oh, well, the heat has dissipated, but uh, the green tea is still doing oh, the trick. Oh, mm. the green tea. Yes. But it's but it's warm, yes. not hot at this point. Yeah, Correct. I get it. Correct. Jason, what are you drinking? I'm sadly not enjoying Donna Valentine's cream. Oh. I'm, uh, no, I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying a uh, iced coffee beverage. I'm, oh, okay. I almost went to hot today, but I decided to to stick with an old favorite. So, cheers, everybody! Cheers, cheers. happy cheers. Monday, happy Monday. I had a moment last night. Um, I got done with uh, job four, and I went. I left a little earlier than normal, and I went to uh, meet my uh, husband and my mother-in-law at Serums mm. for some chicken wings. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, so I get there, and we were talking about Thanksgiving, and we were having two Thanksgivings. We're going to have a Thanksgiving on the actual gobble-gobble day, and then <laughs> we're also going to have another Thanksgiving with Mama Haas's, uh family. So that thing is this Saturday. So because of that, I thought that Thanksgiving was this week. Oh, so yeah. So 
I in my mind mentally I was like, oh, okay, Thanksgiving this week. So I texted my radio. I mean, not you. I texted the <laughs> executive producer of the TV show and I said, hey, do we have a show on Black Friday? And and I'm I'm making mental arrangements in my head. You know, I'm I'm thinking, oh wow, this is basically a three day work week, and I'm sitting there and I'm eating my wings, I'm getting excited, and I'm like, oh <laughs> no. wow, oh, no. this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> and then Colin looks at me and he goes, you you do realize that the first Thanksgiving is the Saturday, but the real Thanksgiving. Oh, because I said, oh, I know how he said that. I said, well, Mama Haas, I'll see you on Thursday. And she goes, why? And I go, well, it's Thanksgiving. And she goes, no, no. Colin goes, Jason, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh. we're, we're just, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am a moron. So I was a week ahead. I was starting to celebrate the fact that it was a three-day work week, basically. Uh, so It's funny because when those facts just come out of people's mouths, you almost yep. resent them. Like they're the one that Oh, I was it. mad. You're like, well, great. Thanks a lot, Colin. Yeah, I was mad. I was like, uh, what? It's next week? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it now. It's unusual because we have less time for Christmas this year. It's like a week less between Black Friday and Christmas because it's later. That's crazy. That's crazy that we lo- that we have one week less. Yeah, it is crazy, especially when you're trying to buy gifts for people and you're waiting to hear back from them. Mm. What do you oh, want? Really? Oh. oh, oh, you're I just get gonna it. get a gift card if you don't tell me. I know. <laughs> Collins asked me for a list. I'm like, I, I'm not big on. I, I don't really need anything, you know? I don't yeah. I don't. I I like giving. I, I, I like getting I love buying a good gift for somebody. I that makes me happy. You know, I do the whole thing with my mom, which coach um with coach purses, which mm-hmm. I've talked about many times. That that's a for people who don't know, and Rob, you're one of them. You know, my mom, you know, we weren't we were very middle class. Uh, growing up, I mean, I mean, very middle class. I mean, nothing. We weren't rich. We had a nice ranch house. I mean, it was fine, right? But we weren't. Ro- I mean, it was like my, my mom, my mom, and my dad weren't in a swimming pool of money. You know, no. same here. So yeah, and my cousin's girlfriend Jill. Um, throughout my life, Jill's parents. No, those people were rich. I mean, they, 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 her dad was like an executive at Whirlpool. So, you know, the, 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 the people had money and Jill always had a coach purse. Now, and again, we're in Indiana. So it wasn't like a week. My mother could afford a coach purse a lot, nor did we have accessibility. We didn't have access. Where would to, you buy uh, one? Where would we buy one? Cause I mean, we had a Jacques Penet. Um, we had a J.C. Penney, and then we had a Sears, and then we had a Carson Peary Scott, which was as fancy as we no, that's had. fancy. I don't know what that is, but Carson Peary Scott was basically like Macy's Dawn. Okay, or you hear people around here talk about Dayton's. It was our version of Dayton's, or it was a fancier department store, right? But still, Indiana. I mean, it's a fancy department store in Indiana. My point being is my mother never had a coach purse when I was growing up. So in the back of my mind, I always said when I would get into a position where I had some extra money, I was going to get my mom a coach purse. Nice. So now 
on holidays, that's what I get her. So she has a giant collection of purses. <gasps> Ooh, is she like Kylie Jenner? And just like, <clears throat> look at all my purses? Well, she has a little closet, which this is what, this is how cute my mom is. She has them all in bags. Um, she will not take them out of the bags unless she's using them. And this is the cutest thing ever. And, and I used to get, I used to like roll my eyes, but it, it now it's just endearing to me. And it just shows how my mother takes care of things. If my mother is flying to come see me or she's on an airplane, she brings a separate bag, like, um, like a trash bag or yeah. like a, like a grocery bag. Uh huh. To put the purse on if she has to set it on the floor. Oh, man. So she has a bag to set her bag on um, because she doesn't want it <laughs> getting dirty get to- oh, wow. on the gross airplane floor. And it cracks me up. Like, she just takes such good care of these bags. And, I, you know, when I went to see her last year I um, in, in Louisiana... She brought me into her closet, and there they are. They're all they're all in little shelves. All the purses, <laughs> and it's just so damn cute. I love it. It's just she she gets a special little joy from it, and I I love picking out the the yearly purse. Like, what color am I gonna get her? You know, what color? Oh, doesn't that's she... fun for you. Oh, it's it's great. I yeah. I look forward to it. I usually I usually go to the coach like uh, when we go to Disney World because there's a really fun coach there and. Yeah, so it's I don't know. It's just it's a fun thing to do. So that's what we're talking about gifts. I don't even need to ask her. That's just what I get her. But I I yeah I don't know. Is your daughter telling you what she wants? No, that's the problem. I uh, figured that's who it was. My my mom's mad at her. You know, grandma mm-hmm. keeps asking. She's been really busy. She just went to a tattoo convention in L.A. And so I guess my mom. I talked to my daughter yesterday. My mom kept texting her and you know my mom didn't know she was traveling and working yeah. so um i guess she was sort of irritating her and then she gets really mad because she doesn't answer back and she's like grandma i'm i'm you know i'm white she didn't even have a chance to do that so yeah you know it's just like my mom gets mad you know i think this generation of people that are over sorry anybody listening out there i don't mean you if this isn't you but Anybody over 70 has a hard time realizing why we can't text back all the time. Yeah. Or call back or answer our phones. And they don't get it. It's like, well, you know, I do have it on me all the time, but I might be in a meeting or asleep or driving, you know, and then you forget. So it's not. Yep. It's it's not intentional, but I guess it feels like it to them. Well, it does, and and I have to, and I, it's funny that you said that. Dawn has brought up two topics today. We're going to get to that. We're, we, you and I, are on very similar paths or tracks today. Yeah. Because I, I, Dawn, you know, I had a realization about this top. You know, let's take a break. When we come back, I had a realization about this topic, mm-hmm. about this specific thing, about perception of the other person, and, and <laughs> yes. going back to my mother, and <laughs> it made yes. So six thirteen. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. 619, Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Dawn, Brother Rob. All of y'all wondering, Lex is continuing to do well, as is the baby. Again, thanks for all your love and notes. I know she feels it, so uh, thank you very much. Continuing uh, with our conversation, uh, talk about your mom and, and people that don't understand when you send a, if they send a text and you don't respond <laughs> right oh, away. Yeah. 
they get hurt or they get yes hurt. Yes, I had Don. It's so fun. I had this I, uh, kind of uh, an epiphany, or as I call it, an epiphany mm. in a mall. I had an epiphany about this with my with my mother because my mom was getting hurt that I wasn't calling or texting as much. Um, as she would like, yes. and I w- and I wasn't responding as quickly as she would have liked, and I was realized I had I was thinking, and I got real mad. I got defensive, and uh-huh. and 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 I had to kind of stop myself, and I realized I had I put myself into her shoes, and it and I came from a place of compassion immediately following that because I was realizing as you started saying a version of this Dawn that made me think of this for my mother who is now retired, you know, and, and as has my stepfather, Cappy, her life is, you know, her life is smaller now. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not a, I'm not, that's not a slight, but my mom isn't going to work. You know, I mean, her day isn't bristling with the same activity that it used to. So my mom is, you know, she takes care of her beloved dogs. She's gardening and all that stuff. Slower activities. So she, her whole life, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a kind of a focus of her life. And for yeah, me, you're an only I, child. I'm an only child. And, you know, she doesn't have a lot of exterior things to keep her busy right now, um, which is great. I, I'm so glad for her. She needs to slow down. She's worked every day of her life since she was a teenager. But I had to realize, Jace, you're, even though your day is filled with this and this and this and this, she doesn't know that. She's, she's you know, she's in her house with Cappy. And she's kind of just waiting for my phone call sometimes. And I and I had to put myself in her shoes to actually take it as a compliment and to take it as a sign of, of great love from my mom. So because of that, I was more mindful. Now, I can't always immediately respond, but when I do get a text, I, I try to make it a priority for my mom um, because... I, I obviously don't want to hurt her feelings and and it's it's helped. And I acknowledge that to her. I, I, I said it to her. I go, I get what the perception is. And I said, and I'm not excusing it, but let me explain. Like I went through a typical day. I said, let me give you a typical day. So you kind of realize, I said, you have no way of knowing what my day is like. So I gave her like a typical schedule and she was, oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I said, yeah, Mom. I said, so if you're texting at like 1.30 in the afternoon, sometimes I'm napping at that point. Uh-huh. So you're not going to hear from me for about an hour or two. So it's not to offend you. It's not that I don't care. It's not that you're not a priority. But oh yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a negotiation it's a almost. Yes, it's true. And I almost wish that I had some type of a flagging system on my texts 
because I will open a text and then forget that I read it and I yep. just smile and yep. I'm like, oh, great. And then I don't reply. I wish that there was something that I could do like email where you can flag it. Yeah. But there really isn't. I almost feel like I need to not open them until I have time. (laughs) Yes. Because then what happens, and all of you listening, I think you can rate whether it is your email or your text message and on your screen, you read one, you don't respond immediately, new ones come in, which pushes that one both mentally and, and literally down on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... It's your, not. It's not your top brain of checks mind. off that you did. You know, it's plus you don't have the num- number symbol next to your little yes. Thing. <laughs> and then other ones come in, so you don't even see it on the screen anymore because it's down. That's what happens with me with emails. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll respond to that later. Other emails will come in. That email that I needed to respond to gets pushed down. Yeah, it's it's. But anyway, I. I had yeah. to acknowledge that with my mom. Well, I also acknowledge because I have the same feelings about my daughter not talking to me enough. You know, I get very sad about it. Yeah. And it's just, I know that some people talk to their parents like every day or every other day. We we go months without talking to each other. You and, and your daughter? Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's a kind of, and it's like, you start to question like, well, do they not like me or are they glad that I'm out of their life? I mean, you your mind goes all different places yeah. you know i mean i live here now so it's different i've always been around her so this is the first time i haven't been around her and she just opened her own business for god's sake and she is extremely busy if she's not tattooing she's drawing a tattoo and it's yeah. just all the time seven days a week so and she's booked out for a month so oh i'm that's, so <laughs> that's good for her but yeah. and re- remind me to tell you later don mm-hmm. i forgot to mention this because my cousin randy and your daughter have a lot of things in common including they both own a tattoo or they are they oh, are wow. tattoo artists and my cousin just did something that I, your daughter would yeah anyway i'm very proud of him we'll talk about <laughs> cool. that the big story of the day is coming up next stay with us from alexis What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? A tire. <laughs> this has been a dad joke. It's very funny, Dad. Hilarious. From Alexis. Hmm. A tire, okay. That's not too bad. That's, you know, Alex, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Monday, November 18th, 2019. Coming up on 632. I'm Jace with Dawn and uh, Rob. Uh, buckle up. There's some big, a lot of, I love Mondays because there's usually celebrities lose their mind over the weekend. So it's always good things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those days. Now the big deal. It's time for. It's massive. It's so big you wouldn't even believe it. This is huge news. What's so big about it? Everything. Uh, We've been following the Taylor Swift, Scott Borchetta, Scooter Braun drama. It took a turn over the weekend. Dawn, what is uh, what's happening? Uh, Act, yeah. It. uh, You know, she put a shout out to all of her fans saying let them know how you feel about this um, about them not allowing her to use music in a Netflix special and at the AMAs they went back and forth saying that isn't true last week she said yes it is so she said hey let them know how you feel I think she probably should have said in a legal way at the end of that because yeah, seriously. Uh, her fans can get pretty crazy even so much as to Big Machine Records um 
they had to shut down on Friday early. They had to close their business because of hostile death threats. Employees felt unsafe. Um, I guess people were trying to find out personal contact information of Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta, like their homes, and leak it. They also were trying to find the entire list of employees to put out on the Internet for people to do their own sleuthing and find these people. Um, and also trying to hack the company. So that's what you get when you say, help me out here, fans. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who you're dealing with, which is really odd because Taylor Swift's music is very, in my opinion, hey, she's a great, she's a huge artist. She's a top 40 artist. It's very like something that a 13-year-old girl would like. I'm not saying adults don't like it, but criminals, <laughs> people yeah. that know how to you know, hack into things are listening to Taylor Swift. It's a little weird. This is this was kind of my fear, and I'm still was is probably will always be with Taylor for all the reasons we're not going to go back over. I, I just don't think this is a good PR move for Scooter. However, this is what I kind of worried about because she has such a devoted fan base that they they'll do anything for her. And uh, it can get just, scary. I mean, these can are real get very people scary. With, yes. You know, do we like what they're doing or what they have done in the past? No, it's creepy. And, you know, it's just it's not right. But, you know, you, you can't stalk people. OK, no, not for a music artist. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? Please. Put I, your I, energy I, into something more positive. Yes. Again, I, I agree with her. I, I think this is kind of foolish um, on all sides. I think uh, they should just re- sell her the music, make her a partner, do whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know, but this is this is taking it a little, a little, not a little. This is taking it too far because what's going to happen if someone gets hurt? Exactly. You, you don't know, know who I, you're dealing with. I mean, this is uh, people can be so impassioned about this and unstable, and then you know what? What's it going to take? Do you think she's? I was I was wondering this uh, last night when I was reading these stories. Do you think she's regretting that tweet? She has to. I mean, if there's no way, I don't think she's this evil no. genius or something like that. I think that she probably realized she went too far because you know this is their personal life, and yeah, you know, it's sort of like the difference between asking somebody to protest in a peaceful manner and then. You know, going in and holding hostage people. It's just two completely different things. And yeah. Yeah. On a, on a smaller scale. And again, you know, we're still learning about all of this stuff. I mean, look, the social media has been around for a while now, but, you know, you're still walking into the wild, wild west of times. And, and what I mean by that is I learned I had to learn a lesson that I still look, I, I, I still mess up on. I I was complaining. I I forgot what the exact situation was, but I posted a gripe about somebody uh, on Facebook. This was years ago. I would say maybe oh nine ten oh, somewhere man. around there. And I posted it, and then all of the people, all you know, my not all, but a lot of my talkers, um, just fans, started attacking this person online 
you know, when they meant well, they were, you know, they were defending me. And I realized, okay, yeah, I, I need to not do that because even though I'm angry at this person, am, am I any better now that I'm directing all of the people that listen to the show to go attack them now? I'm no better. I didn't like when this person did X, Y, and Z to me. But by putting, you know, by yeah. putting them on blast. Now, I will tell you that the exception for me nowadays at 45 years old, I I will still if it is a if it is a person that is just disgusting, mm. uh, maybe they are uh, viciously homophobic or they have written, you know, and it's just Joe Blow who's just being so ugly yeah. and so vicious. I got to tell you, I don't, this is probably isn't the right thing. I still don't. I do not mind putting those people on blast every so often because I don't always prescribe to the, to the thing of like, well, just ignore them. They'll go away. I, look, you're never going to change that gross person's opinion, but you know, sometimes uh, I'm only human and I need yeah. to, I want to push back. So sometimes, and they need to be put on blast because again, social media is opinion without consequence. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, sometimes these boils on butts of humanity need to be blasted a little bit. This is different. However, this is, this is a different circumstance. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, On to something much, much lighter. This was a huge, if you looked ever, if you looked my talkers online this weekend, you probably saw 1000 headlines about Bravo um, because the Bravo con was this weekend and their first ever convention for Bravo fans. (laughs) Uh, It was crazy. I mean, every I, every other headline for pop culture was uh, something coming out of BravoCon. And one of the big, big news uh, headlines was they are doing yet another Real Housewives franchise. I feel like this is an odd choice just because it's such a, you know, uh-huh. Mormon community, sort of uh-huh. squeaky clean. Uh, what Dawn is referring to, if you <laughs> caught that key word there, right there, Andy Cohen announced that the latest Real Housewives city will be Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's it's kind of an odd choice. Yeah, but maybe that'll make it interesting. Or, or oh boy, I, I just hope they have a variety of housewives. You know, you, you I hope there will be some that are very conservative and uphold their religious standards. And yeah. then some who do not, because if we just have the same thing as Orange County or any other place, you know, mm. uh, uh, it's crazy. So here's what Andy said. He said, you didn't see it coming, but I have to tell you in Utah, you have the majesty of the mountains, the Mormon religion, an exclusive community of people who have very successful businesses who live in their own universe. It oh. is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And I think you're going to be really surprised and intrigued by the group of women we have found. Oh, okay. That does make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen to the tagline. High hopes, 
High altitudes, high drama. Okay, well, there, that's fantastic. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, this one could be intriguing for all of those reasons. Yeah, that's true. You know? Have they released a cast list yet? No, they oh, haven't yet. okay. And it's yeah. coming in 2020. Do you know if they're already filming? I'm asking you a lot of follow-up I think so. Sorry. No, I, I no, I, they are. Um, they have the women. I think they're filming now. I think mm. there are three in production right now. New York. Uh, Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. I think they're just now starting. So, and then they released, they also released the newest New York housewife uh, because, you know, Bethany left. Right. And uh, this woman is, uh, let me see here. What is her name? Let me, here's Andy introducing her. Well, actually, I should say the Countess is introducing her. Take a listen to this. This is from BravoCon. Yes. Um, Luann, I heard you brought along a very special guest. Is it true? It's true. I brought along the newest Real Housewife of New York City, Leah McSweeney. Leah McSweeney. So (laughs) now I I looked her up over the weekend. I started following her immediately on Twitter because I was like, okay, I got to find out who she is. She is the founder of uh, Married. Married to the Mob, the first streetwear brand for women. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't. She's a column. She's a columnist for Penthouse. Oh my god! And she is <laughs> the co-host of a podcast called Improper Etiquette. So she sounds sassafras. <laughs> yeah, I like her already. Yeah. Oh. She, she has a very varied career. Let's say that. What's her name again? Le- Leah McSweeney. Leah McSweeney. It sounds like a fake name. It does actually, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like someone in Penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Six. Uh, no, that's uh, that's her name. And uh, yeah, she's the newest one. Nice. So we'll see. Uh, it's coming up on 643. When we come back, everybody, the Avengers directors, the Russo brothers, uh, defend the integrity of Marvel movies. Don has that story when we return. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk one oh seven one. Everything entertainment. Everything yo-yos. I'm Jace with Don. Brother Rob filling in today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'll give you a little Alexis and Angel uh, right here. That is watching us watching from the distance. There we go. Yes. Thank <laughs> there's you. A little, there's a little Alexis yeah. and Angel right there. Yeah. Six uh, six forty eight. The Russo brothers. Uh, you know they they like to. Uh, they like to direct small, independent uh, motion <laughs> Small, very small movies like uh, that indie, uh, the indie flick Avengers Endgame. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, are they're talking now about... Yeah, so... Martin Scorsese? They, yeah. Of course, this is all fueled by a question from a reporter. They're out there promoting 21 Bridges that has uh, Chadwick Boseman in it. He's also a producer, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman from Black Panther. So um, they are talking about recently how Martin Scorsese feels the need to talk about how Marvel movies and comic book movies are not cinema. It isn't real cinema. And he pretty much hates them and wants the world to know and long op-eds and all this stuff. So um, they were asked about this and they 
you grew up basically devouring these kind of genre movies and art house films. Yeah. They're from Cleveland. They would go every weekend and they would spend hours watching these movies, sitting together, debating the merits of the film that they saw. Uh, they'd stay up late on Saturdays to watch late night genre movies uh, with their dad, you know, like the French connection. Um, just great, you know, old movies that are, would be considered two Scorsese cinema, okay? Yeah. So they're fans of these movies. They also use them as inspiration in their films now. Um, so they are really not on board with what he says. So they're saying that they don't see the box office of Avengers Endgame as a financial success. We see it as a signifier of emotional success. It's a movie that has had an unprecedented impact on audiences around the world in the way that they shared that narrative and the way that they experienced it. So they see cinema, and who's to say that cinema is owned by anybody? Nobody owns it. They're like, but we're just two guys from Cleveland, Ohio, and cinema is a New York word. In Cleveland, we call them movies. And Anthony adds, that was Joe. Anthony says, the other way to think about it is to nobody owns cinema. We don't own cinema. You don't own cinema. Scorsese doesn't own cinema. Oh. No. Yeah. That's what we were saying. I mean, if, again, if his whole. If his whole beef or one of the pillars of his beef is, you know, it doesn't elicit the emotional response that cinema uh, elicits, that goes to prove it right there. Mm-hmm. The fact that those types of movies inspire these brothers to go on and enter the film business. I mean, what's more inspiring than that? Right. I, I don't know. Yep. You know, you can't just. Uh, and, and they also mention that um, in one way or another. It's hard to take someone seriously who is talking about a bunch of movies that they've never seen. Yes. I mean, I guarantee you he hasn't seen these movies. It's just no. such, it's such sour grapes. And I think yes. that, uh, you know, Scorsese, he's just, he's just mad that when he puts out a movie, it's not going to be number one at the box office anymore. Well, look, I get... I, I it's will like say- jealousy. Maybe he doesn't know how to do it, but really... Well, I do. The, the one thing that I, I get, but you can't really blame the, the studios. I mean, if we blame the public, I mean, if we didn't consume these movies, then anyway, because I get his beef of, well, you know, when uh, when Disney puts out an Avengers uh, movie houses, movie houses, what am I? Ninety um, <laughs> theaters, theater owners want to put them, put these movies on as many screens as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. So because they take up all these screens, uh, a smaller movie doesn't get the same opportunity that maybe they would have gotten in the 80s and 70s and 60s. I get that beef, but that's the world we're living in. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? It's like I, I, I... I don't Studios. think that's the filmmaker's fault, and I don't think it makes the film. I don't think it makes the Marvels Marvel films any less cinema. Just because you know, I, I don't know. I, I anyway. Yeah, it's just you know deciding it's a difference between when it comes to TV. You know, putting something out on CBS that's consumable at seven p.m. on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. you know, that kids can watch, or doing some type of a show that's very you know indie type when it's on IFC channel. You know, it's yes. just, it's, there's two different things, but that doesn't mean one is less, you know, less than less than than the other or not TV. It's just kind of a because ridiculous I, I, I think I don't think I would lay 
I would lay the farm out. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of little Russo brothers yeah. sitting watching Marvel movies today and looking up at the screen going, I want to do that. Yes. I, I want to make a movie. I want to make I want to be a filmmaker. I, how can you argue with that? Yeah. I mean, I you know, and all the people that go into you're also kind of not kind of, you're also you're not to be offending. That's about being overly dramatic. You're also taking a crack at the thousands of artists yes. that go into making. I was thinking about this too. The thousands of artists that go into making a Marvel movie. Look, and not all of them are good. Let me. I want to say this too. I don't think all. Some of them are not great. Some action movie like Transformers. No, oh I don't like goodness, those. I, I don't like I that franchise. I think those is terrible. But, I mean, Michael uh, Bay has even said you don't need a script, so that's a different story. Like, enough, yeah, you enough. do. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Martin, Marty, go after the Transformer movies. I don't <laughs> yeah, care about that. We're fine with that, right? Because that ain't a movie. That's mm. no. That's de- Transformers is not cinema. I'll agree, Marty. There. <laughs> Yeah, that is not cinema. Oh, that is boy. just that is toxic waste uh, <laughs> on 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 a big screen. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I, and I, Anthony Russo was here in the Twin Cities doing uh, DVD signing events at Best Buy. Best Buy flew him in, mm. and I had the chance to sit with him and do an interview on my show on the Jason Show. One of the most enjoyable interviews, and Don, one of the nicest guys, very forthcoming. I could have talked to him for a full hour. I mean, yeah. just, I have so many questions. And he was just, again, what I liked about him was he just seemed genuinely grateful to be the director of this movie. He see, it wasn't lost on him mm. how put it in very simple terms, how cool his gig is. He's so grateful. Like, oh my goodness, I get to play in this sandbox, in this toy box. And I, I, I'm, I look around and I'm, I'm filled with gratitude. I, I really found him delightful. So that's great. Yeah. Avengers Endgame available on streaming 655. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on social media. Lex in the cities, Dawn at Dark and Jason Matheson. We're going to take a very small break. When we come back, Dawn traveled miles and miles for a piece of Christmas decor. decor. <laughs> Her journey when we return. <laughs> oh,